Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We wear caps and sleeves at this level, son. Understood? Today is August 21st, and I don't know about you guys, but I am, and some of you may have already been at this point for a long time now, but I am just about ready to officially bury this Cleveland Guardian season, uh, one of the least fun, most torturous Guardian seasons I can re- uh, remember in recent memory. Uh, but I, I, even with six games left against the Twins, currently six games back, I, I, I'm gonna call it. I'm, I'm, I'm putting, I'm, I'm putting it all. I'm done. I, like the the playoffs are done. It's not happening. Let's move on. Whoa, whoa. There's my intro. Cole Calhoun. And all of these other great players we've picked up in the last two to three weeks are cutting it for you, Steve. I actually, it's funny you say that, Christopher, because I was thinking to myself when they brought Cole Calhoun and Loriano into the mix that if the Guardians had started the year with those two on the roster, I oh. actually wonder if things might have be gone. still my beating heart because I agree. I, I actually. I and I don't think they would have lasted. Like I think those two guys, at least one would already be gone. But like one of I them call. might have stuck. Yeah, and it's like yeah. I feel like they might have like weathered a the bad storm of April and May a little bit better with like two vets. I agree. And like, and spoiler alert, as we were just talking right before we started recording, Guardians Twitter has been off the rails lately. And uh, it's about some of these signings that I've had the most fun reading. This I mean, is today, like that great part of a season. This is this great part of yes. the season where people are like resigned to what's about to happen. And yeah. like, we're all just like but, going nuts. But then we also kind of sort of like get really like warped, twisted thoughts in our head. Like Cole Calhoun <laughs> or Ramon Laureano or Noah Syndergaard or Eric Haas are going yeah, to solve yeah, was- all of our problems. Like Jesus Christ. Two or three of those guys are going to pan out and baby, we are back at it. And then in a week or two, it will be, it doesn't even matter. I don't even want to, I didn't want to go to the postseason anyway. Like mm-hmm. the twins, who cares? The twins are yeah. going to like get, get who swept. Cares? They're going to get swept yeah. and we're going to have a better draft pick. We're going to have a top 10 draft pick and it's going to be okay. Yeah. And we got George Valara and uh, J-Rod and uh, Chase DeLauder and yeah. all yeah, the guys. Zardo. 
is all 220 these, average. All these guys hanging out in the minors, and they're going to come up next year and tear it up from day one. And let me say this. Those guys that I just rattled off, I like them all. I think they all can contribute. But let's pump the freaking brakes and expect the, all of those guys to pan out and start, you know, contributing to the team from day one. In the past two years, I think maybe we've had five or six guys come up through the minors and have contributed something meaningful. And three of those five are in our rotation currently. Well, thankfully, they're at least starting pitchers, which is something yeah. that we don't <laughs> at least have. They're not like money. a long guy. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we don't have the money to actually get starting pitchers. So it's a premium position. So that's something. Well, that's a fool's yeah. errand anyway, half the time. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. It, yeah. You're right. Um, but yeah, I'm, Steve, I'm with you. I, 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 and I'm, I'm fine with it. Like this season has been so unfun. Um, too many close games. We're going to go over the, some of the stats, it, our records in those close games. It, 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 it's such an unfun team to watch from an offensive uh, perspective. Perspective. Our over unders were an utter joke with how optimistic we were on some of these home run numbers. Um, it, it, oh, and just some puzzling oh. stuff that Tito's been doing. But I mean, I, I think that's really probably one of the more minor concerns I have. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, what are you going to do? I, I keep forgetting that McKenzie and Bieber have been out. I forgot for a brief moment that Josh Naylor had been out for like four weeks now. And it's, listen, I get that the twins have injuries all the time, but the twins don't lose their entire rotation for mm-hmm. like multiple months. And they don't lose, you know, like their second best player for, they might, I don't know, offensively, Buxton's usually injured. Uh, but I mean, we've just lost so well, it's many not like guys. The twins, but it's also not like the twins are like setting the world on fire. No, no, that's the most frustrating part about the season. And, crazy. and let me say, let me say this too, before anybody gets the wrong, gets anything convoluted. I, I, I too am like ready to start digging that that hole to bury them in. Um, you guys summed it up. It's, it hasn't been a fun season, but. The frustrating part is we've been hanging around. We've kind of been struck stuck in neutral, I, I feel like, all season and haven't gotten anything year. going. Our longest winning streak, just to, to throw one stat out there right now, has been four games. Jesus. Yep. Yep. Conversely, our longest losing streak has also been four games. Didn't but the A's kind of didn't the A's like, win like doing, eight in a row or something this year? Yeah, yeah some seven or eight, I thought, yeah. Some ridiculous. And we thing. haven't gotten just go that. To... We we never hit our stride. But we've been yeah. hanging around. And the twins the twins aren't good. Like we joked about them getting swept. They will. They might win a ball game for like the first time in like twenty five years in the postseason. Or whatever it's been. Well, they but, won't have to play the Yankees, so there's that. But they'll have to play like the Blue Jays or some like yeah hot, yeah right like a good a really good team <laughs> yeah they're gonna play a good team like they're not getting a slouch the slouch is whoever yeah. wins the AL Central that's who yeah the they're gonna is. be the slouch yeah they're the slouch so um, but that's been the frustrating part is but we've been hanging around and we just can't get it going and the Twins are just kind of putzing along too they're super mediocre. I, I think my yeah. optimism for next year lies in the fact that our rotation is head and shoulders 
above anything else in the central for any foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. And if we have, well, Bieber I do back, like the twins rotation. It's just, I think the twins rotation is pretty damn good still. I, I, but like, okay, one other team can be good. I just think, yeah, I mean, you, you're you know not I mean? going to have, yeah, you're not going to, they're not going to all be terrible, but like, I think our rotation with Bieber back, Bieber, McKenzie, Logan Allen, Gavin Williams, Bybee. I I would say that's like yeah, top it's pretty three. one through five is pretty good. Top three in the AL for sure. Like it's so good. Yes, I agree with that. And that that's the one fun thing about the season has been, you know, once again, like seeing that like history repeat itself with the pitching factory, where it's like, hey, we every the funny thing is with the Guardians, it's like whenever you start hearing the rumblings of like a pitching prospect. It almost, it almost always pans out where they're it's like, hey, this, guy's like yeah. this guy's like pretty good. And like, sure enough, our hitting prospects. Well, and that's, what's frustrating too is, <laughs> you know, you know, that they're, they're completely not that. I mean, they would, they're going to run into a wall here soon innings wise, but like, you're kind of like pissing down your leg in a really special rookie year like trio of rookies you're you're you know shades you can even like, make the argument for Xavier curry in that in that group well Xavier curry too oh, yeah absolutely like absolutely so like you're you're kind of like because there's never that guarantee in the next season so like you're kind of like blowing it a little bit in that you, don't you are yet. you are and i get i get your i get your concern but these guys at least with bobby williams and Allen, I, I ultimately think you know, just based the, on the numbers, they'll be fine. They'll be I think fine. Curry is going to be a bullpen long man for his career if he sticks here in Cleveland. But these don't seem like flashes in the pan. Now, let's rewind the tape in three, four years and, and see if I was dead wrong. But they genuinely seem like these are, this is the next wave. Totally. Yeah, no. And I, I, and I, I would even, I, I would I, even lump like Joey Cantillo in that. In that this group, who's still done in Columbus, he's been struggling a little bit in Columbus, but he's a guy that we should probably see next year. Heck, we might see him this year because of the innings crunch, like you just alluded to, and we'll get into a little bit later today's episode. Yeah, or they'll just or they'll just throw like Cal Quantrill to the Wolves in September. Uh, and that's a, that's a guy. That's a guy who Steve, had a great season a, last year. We Steve, we are totally going to get a Cal Quantrill uh, as our starter for that Angels game. Oh God! You poor soul. He'll be chased in the second inning. No, yeah. no. I, that he's the kind of guy who's going to go out and dazzle for like six and two thirds. And he's only going to get pulled because he's going to give up like one hit, like a solo shot. And yeah. someone from the pen's going to come out and give up like a two run home run, and we're going to lose three to two. That's the game you guys are going to see. I just that's want the whole season to do something in our. That has been the whole season. It's never, it's yeah. never anything, anything other than that. But I can, Steve, at least take uh, take solace in the fact that even if this was their flash in the pan year for all three of them, and they're all just garbage going forward, we still weren't going to do anything in the postseason anyway with how bad our bullpen's been and how bad we are offensively. Oh, so, <laughs> you guys want to jump into some of those numbers? Yeah, I feel let's like we danced around it. It's oh my god. I okay. I pulled these for today's episode, and I knew like the team batting average was pretty middle of the road. I knew um, what other stat was pretty middle of the road. 
um, hits, literally, were the average, you know, in the average, right there in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, What's one thousand fifty five? I had a suspicion that was going to be up there, but most other stats, we are in the bottom five, the bottom six mm-hmm. of MLB offensively. Just for the listeners at home, keeping track. Um, it was frightening. It was frightening. So, like I said, batting average two forty nine. We're tied for seventeenth, I think, with the the Reds. I believe slugging. Clench your butts, Oof. everyone. Three seventy seven. That's twenty ninth in the MLB. Who's last? Uh, you the know A's? what? Hold on. I believe it is the A's. No, yeah. it can't be. Or the Royals, maybe one of those two teams. Hold on, I'm gonna pull oh. up. I'm gonna pull up. I didn't because I didn't keep some. I didn't keep track of some of those other ones. Uh, that was slugging. It's the A's at 366. The Brewers I, at 378. And like 60 so the Brewers are at 378. So like we are hot on their heels for like third to worst. Um, hmm. Runs. We have five. We've scored 500 runs on the season. That's good for 28th in the league. Now, doubles and triples, we're pretty good at 227 doubles, good for seventh. Sweet. 25 triples, good for fourth. Ooh. But if you want to go into the other uh, extra base category of home runs, we have 89. That's dead last. That is absurd that they don't have 100 home runs. Keeping in mind that it's not nineteen twenty three, but twenty twenty three. Mm. That's insane. Yeah, um, but we do get on base. Um, you think they'll hit? Do you think they'll hit a home? Do you think they'll hit a hundred home runs? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I mean Josh, Josh Naylor has been taking ground balls. Like Josh Naylor could come back and probably hit like two or three. Jose is good for like six more. Kwan's going to hit like one one more. What? Yikes. I asked Steve if he thinks Naylor would still break the RBI record. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) That was was a silly question. (laughs) Hey, man. Uh, At the time, it was like when he was healthy. You were were well within your right to ask that question. Looking back at it now. Looking back, however. of course, we cursed but that's, him. But that's the case. That's the that's case of the season where yeah, he's having he's having a season where you could literally entertain the thought. Yeah, no, no, you could of, of him of of him not breaking the record, but he being in the top ten RBIs for a season uh, by a Cleveland player, which like yeah, it wasn't like yeah. uh, you know it was like that could happen if he keeps it going, and then of course 100%. immediately it's like. 100%. Oh my oblique! <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ! Hundred percent. Um. Uh, there's two more stats that I want to throw out there. For as uh, as much as we were preaching uh, plate discipline and working counts and whatever other nonsense and buzzwords that you want to get out there, the Guardians are 25th at drawing walks. We have 359. But on the flip side, we don't strike out at all. We are dead last in the number of strikeouts. With yeah, because we hit 869. Because they hit. This is an offense built on uh, dribblers. Yes, dribblers and and singles and the occasional double. I'm, Yikes. I, I went to – did I go to two games this week? I believe I did. 
I, I, I'm, I apologize for trying to think of this on the fly, but just sitting there and hoping and praying they can string along five to six hits to, to, to play two or three runs, which is so sad is maddening. It's really tough. It's, it's, it's not how you build a lineup. There's three or four guys that should not be in this lineup. No, I would gladly double those number of strikeouts. If we could double the home runs. I don't care. It's got, I take fifteen hundred yeah, strikeouts in a season. I, I don't. I don't care at all. We need to score runs. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the the um, the stat that you and I know that they were bucking the trend last year, and we were thinking like, well, maybe it could still like kind of exist in this format, but like the the data never was on their side because the stat was that in the playoffs. Especially oh, in this, yes. would, this would be the same case. Yes. This would be the same case for uh, the regular season. Is that in the playoffs? It's like overwhelmingly the teams that homer, like that's the only way you win a World Series. Yeah, it it it, it is. It is you have to hit home runs in the like, in as, the postseason. As we're sitting here close to the end of August, you want your World Series matchup. Atlanta and Tampa or Texas. Dude, like, I was thinking about that. Atlanta, Texas would be fun. Like those, those would be my projections, projections. Ugh. Um, I would love, I would love an Atlanta, Texas, uh, certainly Atlanta Rays. I would enjoy thoroughly, but yeah, those, those would be two fantastic yeah. matchups. I mean, like that's, I, that, I mean, if you're going to go off the home run stat. Yeah. And, and, I mean, I, I'm kind of rooting for the, I don't like the Braves, but I'm rooting for the Braves because my buddy, Andrew Ford, who loves this show, um, oh, he nice. works for them and he would get a ring. Nice. That's Wait a minute. Awesome. So he, That's awesome. we got somebody who works, we got somebody who works in a front office who listens to the show. He works at the AAA complex and he oversees like, what, the AAA complex. Is that, is that okay, Gwinnett? still road trip, road trip. Yeah. Yeah. We could, I mean, we, honestly, we, we could also, also he, he literally can get us tickets for any Braves game. He's like for free. He's just like, just let me know if you're ever in Atlanta, I can get you tickets. Andrew. Well, now Andrew's are my favorite listener. Yeah. Andrew, right. Andrew is okay. elevated to number one listener of the show. We'll listener, send him some yes. swag. I'll we'll um, send him swag. We got, I got stickers made. Perfect. I got, I got some lapel pins. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get we'll a shirt. We're going to, yeah. Andrew, we're hooking you up. <laughs> if this message doesn't get to you in time, um, also, the Braves, on a side note, on a more silly note, probably own the best City Connect jersey out there. But that's it's pretty great. For, yeah, that's a topic pretty that we can discuss of, in the off season as we're just yeah. like putzing let's, around in like November. We're gonna have so much fodder for like oh September in the off season. We're gonna be begging and praying for like third tier outfielders, and then like Oof. talking about like City Connect jerseys. <laughs> Wee! Oh, oh yeah, next year's City Connect reveal. City Connect let's jersey, go. baby. It's going to be, gonna be I will, it's, it's go- I exactly. It's going to be guitar. I feel like my, yes, my brain. I'm, I feel like I'm not going to be emotionally stable mm-hmm. when they reveal the guitar. I already I'm told gonna, you, I'm going to buy a hat because I'm, I'm deprived and I have like demons yeah. that I have to work out, but I'm not buying any other merchandise. If it's a guitar, so sick the, of no, guitars. I already told Steve, like I told you guys the way to do this to make it cool though. You make it look, like a denim roadie jacket 
and you have all these old like patches from different like classic games or classic stadiums. But, so but it's like I feel like you're starting. Themed. I start. I feel like you're starting to. And a good friend of mine, his wife designed the or was part of the key key design team that designed the Cavs jersey that looked like a ransom note when they took all those letters. <laughs> From like the no, different like band you're logos, not doing, I feel you're like not you're gonna start that. looking like that. I feel like that's what it's gonna start looking like. You make it like a world tour thing. You're not having all this crazy ass. You gotta like, have, well, just put tour dates in the back. Put of jersey <laughs> yeah, numbers. Put a tour date. Put tour dates on the back. You could Ran- yes. a ransom note. <laughs> Do you remember those the Cavs ransom note? Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah like, because I remember yes. seeing those are like somehow the only like I think when you like Google Colin Sexton, that was one of his like that's main the only photos jersey for a while. Only jersey. <laughs> Also, the like so true, the pamphlet, the pamphlet they provided you to like tell you what each of the letters meant. You're like, mm-hmm. okay, cool, mm-hmm. man. Like that sounds like, good. The C is based off the Metallica font. It's like, oh, okay. You guys really went into this. Awesome, thanks. <sighs> um, yeah, I, you know, you were mentioning uh, Chris. The you know that what you said like three or there's three or four guys who shouldn't even be in the lineup right now. And it's definitely at that point of the season where you're in that painful zone of like, all right, well, like we're not going to tell you that we kind of gave up, but we're going to let all the young guys kind of get at bats. We're going to bring Oscar Gonzalez back and like all that goof, goof (laughs) shit. And when you now are seeing, Hey, these guys are getting the at bats. You guys wanted Gabriel Arias to get at bats. Here you freaks go. Yeah. And here's the results. And it's not pretty. And nope. it's the same, you know, it's and kind of the and, same with Oscar Gonzalez being back. And, yep. you know, Gonzalez, the only thing that even kept him remotely interesting over the last couple of weeks was that he had a, a bat pip of like 400. So it's like, it's still, it's still pretty high. I don't think it's 400. I think it's dropped to like 360 something. If I remember it's never going to be it. sustainable. Um, it, it'll, but anyway, it's that same. Yeah. It's you know, you're. It's like you're watching these lineups day in and day out, and you're like, I am not as a either, either as a fan or as somebody who likes to just like evaluate teams or you know think about teams or you know play fantasy baseball and like think about interesting offenses. Nothing interests me about most of the guardians lineup at this point it's like i'll say this and there's two guys that i would like to see more of that i think have a future here one ultimately i think his role is probably more of a bench role but he seems to bring a spark in ramon lariano you don't always see it in the box score you know he's not always going two for four or you know, one for three, but he's getting a walk and he's stealing a base and he's kind of just being disruptive on the base path. And, you, and he's, you know, he's only 28. He, yeah. And as much as, you know, and as much as we, you know, have been kind of wearing this badge of honor of us being the youngest team, ha- adding a guy like that, who's a little bit older and even like a Eric Haas, who's 30. I, I have to stop and think, I go, okay, these guys aren't going to like set the world on fire. Ultimately, their their positions are probably more bench roles. But well, let me. Okay, wait. You brought up Ramon Lariano. Let's not uh, let's not skip him. You know, well, well, people forget. Start, yeah. Well, people forget how good he really was in those first few years in Oakland, from 2018 to 2021. He had a 
263 batting average, a 335 on base, uh, 465 slugging, a 119 OPS plus over those four seasons. How many home runs did he hit over that four year span too? Something our center fielder can't do. He had he had 49 home runs and like little over 1100 at bats. Yeah. Do you know how many years it would take Miles Straw to hit 49 home runs? He well, could have started. Every, it would be a hundred. Wouldn't it be a hundred years because something he does like it every that, yeah. two years? Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. does something like in 100 that. Hundred seasons. Like, <laughs> I'm done with Miles Straw's another one. I'm just done with. Done. Dude. Yeah. Gonzalez, right. 100%. Straw, Arias, done with. Yeah, I done. don't want to see any of those guys. Just, and I don't care I mean, what some of these see him, but yeah, and I I don't care what Guardians Twitter is going to say about Arias and. You know, oh, but if you look at his advanced numbers, he's been really unlucky. Unlucky. Don't care. The guy can't hit a don't, fastball. The guy can't hit a fastball letters above. The first Billy time he Zane does famously said, you make your own luck. Sorry. You're off my game. <laughs> well, there's something to be said for like luck. The funny thing is like you can get really lost in those expected stats. And like yeah. you it can really it can really cloud the way you look at a player. And when I look at Gabriel Arias at the plate, I'm like, this man, I wouldn't say he has no idea what he's doing, but he's so caught in it that I have no confidence when he gets up to the plate. And it's like, none. None. occasionally he gets into a pitch and you're like, oh, cool. But like every other at bat is a nightmare. I would rather take Brian Rocchio going one for nine or one for seven, like he did on the during the doubleheader against the Tigers, with six strikeouts, but I getting mean, that the pivotal man... hit. And but I mean, where's that like? Where, where's the like outcry for him? The way that everybody was like losing their minds about Arias, where they were like, he's got to get it bats, he's got to get it. I don't bats. know. I don't get that. I don't get that with Rokio. Like where? Where? When I see the lineup at like four o'clock or three o'clock in the afternoon, and I don't see his name in there. I'm just thinking to myself, what the hell is Tito doing? Yes, that's like this is that's this is malpractice right there. Is like th- not getting these people at bats. And my my larger concern also is, and while some of these guys have some of the you know, the Nolan Jones, uh, the Bensons have yeah. cooled off a little bit. Like I, Benson, I still Benson, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll say this: the more I watch Benson, the more I'm like, yeah, I was. Probably jumping the gun a little bit too much of writing him off because he would look nice here. Yeah, and you still, know, not, several... still not convinced Nolan Jones, but but continue. I'm sorry, but what if Tr- what if you junior? Put... I can't even do can't even comprehend. Let's not even point. get into that one. Yeah, but like oh, I, my, my larger concern going forward is that now the front office is going to be nervous to trade anybody who's not performing mm-hmm. because it's like, well, like what if yep. we give up on him too early, just like this. So then it's like they make yep. no changes and then they have no value. And then you have another log jam and you still haven't solved shortstop, two outfield positions, maybe even catcher. And you're just terrible again for two more seasons because you refuse, because we know they're not going to just fix anything in free agency. They might fix like one position in free agency. We might get lucky with that, but they also might just be like, well, we have like a couple of guys who are like, Popping it and and uh, even though they don't hit for average, like in Triple A, we got Valaro, we got a couple other but, guys. But so maybe we'll just like not do anything. In fairness, in fairness though, Fabs, I agree with everything you said, but one point. Truthfully, I think 
if they were just to pull the ripcord at shortstop, whichever direction they go, and let's let's be honest, it's probably between Arias and Rokio at this point. Pull the ripcord on that. You do have a couple guys in the minors who are probably who could come up next year. So I really think that there is really only one position that they truly do need to address in the offseason via free agency. Being right field. And we'll get into this in an episode. I, I just, you know, like I told you guys before, we got started recording. You know, looking at next year's lineup, I really think the Ramon Lariano, kind of circling back to, to what Steve was saying before, could and should be the starting center fielder. Could you imagine though this team if you were if you were like looking at the stats for this year, assuming it all was the same, if your outfield was Stephen Kwan, Will Benson, and Nolan Jones, how like different upgrade. you'd feel? That's an upgrade. That's an upgrade. The other thing too, I'm looking at like you you mentioned Junior Camonero. Fabs and I'm like I'm like looking back at that trade. And it was such a, a bad I'm trade. Looking back at it, and so I, what I don't under what I don't understand looking back now is like how could you for a team that's so good at evaluating pitching talent? How could you misread your own crop of young pitching in the minors to trade Junior Caminero, who was still a good hitter even when they traded him, just young, good hitter for yeah. Tobias Myers. Yeah, I don't get he it. Didn't even get out of spring training on the roster. No, he's he not. is in the Brewers organization now, and his he's um he's in he got moved back down to Double A. Yeah, he's not been good for anybody. I don't I, like. Uh, I would love to get the thought process on that deal because since when do the Guardians need to trade for like minor league pitching talent when it means dealing a high upside? And, and you know player? that, and you know that. In any given draft, they're going to draft double-digit number of pitchers. Yeah, at least a dozen. At least a dozen. Oh, Junior Caminero. So when they traded him, they traded him when he was still like seventeen. Yeah. So good hitter. You know, hitter still at that point, but no power. From what I remember looking at. So here's the thing. So when they traded him, he was seventeen years old in like the rookie league. Um. In the uh, yeah, so he was 17. He hit that year though. At 17, he hit 295 with like a 380 on base, and he had nine homers and 146 at bats. Okay, like, so he did have some you, power. Pops. He did yeah, that still projects. Yeah, really oh well over two yeah. at bats. Yeah, his numbers, his numbers uh, are insane. It's dude, that solves dude. your outfield problem, and then the fucking losing Diaz. And the Miles Straw trade solves your catching problem. You suddenly have a catcher who can hit twenty home runs. You have an out. You have a right fielder. It, like you, you just you you gave away. They've given away four with Benson and Nolan Jones. They've given away four guys who could all start on this team. Look at that team. Look at that team. Keep That's, if you had Benson, like Yandy Jones, Yandy Diaz, uh, Benson Jones. Oh, yeah. I didn't even mean Yandy Diaz. I meant, no, you uh, meant the catcher Diaz for the y- yeah uh, Yanier Astros. Diaz. Yeah, oh Yandy yeah, Diaz, that's yeah. a whole it's a whole other thing. Oh yeah. my god, yeah, that's so long ago. The Yandy like, and the Yandy Diaz one, I can't. Yeah, that, that's so long ago, and we got that, that was and he he had a, he didn't have 
it took him a while to like, it this did. is his first season where it's like, oh my God, I really want him on this. Team. Yes. Eh, maybe last year, but, but yes. But yeah, just um, right there though. That's, that's a window right there. That's a window. So now you're, now you need to hope some of these other guys. Now you need to basically hope that you, you, you had double the amount of good prospects because that is, that fills out your outfield. That solves yeah, your problem. Let, let's go back like, to Yandy Diaz for a second, uh, Fabs. Now that I, now that I'm, uh, I'm <laughs> thinking about this because, like, here it kind of gets into the overall story of like the Guardians, like really having this bizarre thing of like giving up on players too early, but now maybe overcompensating, like you said, and like letting. No, it's a hundred percent. You you nailed look it, at, Fabs. You nailed it because well, that's where my my mind is gone now too. Look at this season, 2018. Okay, Guardians are still or then Indians are still very much a contender. Yeah. They're starting to come down a little bit. You know, you're sort of thinking this might be the last uh, gasp of that old, um, old they were going to have to retool. Now, yeah. re, re, now yeah, if you were retool, to look at them, reconfigure. So you're, you look at them and say, we got to reconfigure. They have a 26 year old in Yandi Diaz at that point in 2018. He hit in 119 at bats or 109 at bats. In just 2018, he hit 312 with a 375 on base. He had five doubles, a homer, 15 ribbies, uh, 11 walks to 19 strikeouts, and like two triples. And he had a 116 OPS plus. His time here was like a 94 OPS plus. But that 2018 season, I don't know how you don't look at that season and say, oh, wait a minute. This is like a breakout. We need to like find a place for this guy on our roster. It's like I feel That's, like I feel like but, last year may have clouded our judgment a little bit in terms of like what the fuck yes, are they doing? But in, also, in defense, in defense of the front office for the Yandy Diaz stuff, still his primary position coming up was third base. I, but that doesn't happening. matter because the Rays were like, "Cool, man. Guess what? You're a first baseman now." Happening. He goes, "I okay. understand. I understand." It's, but did we have the foresight to do that? But look what was happening on the team, though. They were in the midst of realizing they weren't going to be able to re-sign Lindor, so they were going to be losing a bat. Edwin Encarnacion was coming off his last year of his deal, so they were going to be losing a DH. So there was at least two spots they could have reconfigured. Maybe Jose moves to shortstop, or maybe like you, you reconfigure. Maybe Jose moves to second base. Yandi can play third, and then you figure out shortstop. You're going to get. You you might be able to trade Lindor. If not, Lindor stays. At, you you keep him. And then fine. You like that's solved. But like it wasn't like they were like, oh, we just re-signed Lindor. Why would we? Our infield's full. Like what? Like what are we doing here? It was they they they, they were worried no, about not being able to re-sign him. They should have definitely explored more of him at first base. I agree with that. I don't know. And teams, DH and DH. Teams, I just have this like. Look at like the team like the Braves or a team like the Phillies or the Dodgers. They never give a shit about what the guy's natural position is. They're just like, cool, can no. we sign Trey Turner or like or whoever? I don't we'll care where he out. fits. Or like Bryce Harper. It's like, hey man, like I know your elbow's messed up. Like you're gonna play some play first. first and it's just like cool. Well, that was cool. more Bryce. That was more Bryce than from what I've heard. Which is fine. That's but, fine. Yeah, but it's but like yeah. these good teams. These good teams find a way to like get bats like that in their lineup. And I like, agree. And, I and agree. I'm starting so to like, think, what's the shittiest, most boring platoon we could ever come up with? 
Let's well, do that all season. <laughs> that deal, that deal brought uh, Jake Bowers and Carlos Santana back to Cleveland. And it's like, so you mean to tell me you traded a guy you could have, who was 26, who you could have made a first baseman for an old first baseman you had who in your wildest dreams couldn't put up the slash line right for the most part and, and i mean it, I, I know santana had some good years and he has pop yeah but like but like i really think what, what they were doing with that deal because i've i've read some about it re- lately i really think they were chasing the home run potential with bowers plain and simple <sighs> plain Again, and simple a complete misread a com- even though he actually I'm not, trying to, defend, I'm not trying to defend them because because I agree. Yandy should have been played at first base at DH. You should have found a way to play him. I understand it's heads. difficult. I think they're just so in their heads now. Yeah, I think they are in their heads a little bit too, which which is the point that Fab has made. That scares me. That's, that, yes. that truly scares me. Is like they're going to hang on to all of these prospects, and we're going to start next season with Gabriel Arias. And Brian yep. Rocchio splitting time at shortstop and Oscar Gonzalez getting the first crack at right field. And we're going to piss away April and May. Again. Yeah, again. Hope hope you don't have any pitching And Miles Straw is going to be, you know, all $15 million just, is too much just to, to give away. Yep. No. Trade him to a contender who can use him and get a pitching prospect who even profiles as a bullpen arm. Also, like... It's like a vicious cycle that we're creating for ourselves because, listen, I, I know that the Braves made good offers for uh, Murphy and Olsen, but I also know that, like, at the time, had they included Espino, like, oh, we yeah. would have been able to get Olsen, but they didn't want to. And, and when you hoard your pro- prospects, what happens? More often than not, they don't pan out. They lose value every single day because every single day they could get injured, which is what happened to Espino. So he essentially has no value until he can prove he does. And then you're going to need him to play for at least a year or two in lower levels until you can bring him up. And then it's by then it's like, well, where are we going to be as an organization? So it's just like this never ending cycle where like sometimes like we, we never pull the trigger on the big things other like you can, you can name the them closest, on like one hand. The closest like that we ever years. came to pulling the big trigger was trading Francisco Mejia. And look how that right. worked out. <laughs> right. What has yeah. Mejia done? What has Mejia done? And here's another thing. So you brought up Espino. That's a put this little thought into my brain. Between Espino, Williams, Bybee, Allen, and Cantillo, kind of that this 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 current wave of starting pitching we are very fortunate that it looks like three are going to pan out right and the question and Espino, is only, there's only Espino and, might be a bullpen like a bullpen he could, ace. Be, he could be a he could be a phenom out of the pen you know or limit he, him does miracles happen he could fully yeah. recover and yeah. just like be an ace and and maybe Cantillo is a solid dependable 4-5 guy that That's we don't great. even have to think about, like, you know, like, hey, we got the, you know, and then we can fill in backfill spots when need be. To hit, if, if we were to hit on all five of those pitching prospects like that, in that example, 
you are lucky. I'm starting to think yeah. already, okay, who are some outfielders that could maybe get called up next year, you know, or, or in the next year and a half? And, you know, Valera, he's coming in defense. I know we've been harsh on him. Completely forgot he had that broken hammock bone. He's mm-hmm. now recovering. He's been back for a few months. Last seven, eight games, he's been tearing it up. This is the George Valera that we all thought we had last year. So, but let's pump the brakes on him. He's still young. He's still 23. Big fans of yep. J-Rod on this podcast. I love him. I mean, we love I what he's know. doing in tri- we love what he's doing in double A and triple A. He might be yeah. a bench guy though. You know, we don't know. We don't yeah. know. You know, I'm Chase Delouder. I I'm big on Chase Delouder. Like I, I, I love all fan. three of those outfielders. Petey Halpin well, you know, has been doing thing. some good stuff. If I actually was one of those Chase. guys pans out to be an everyday outfielder, I'll be happy. I was thinking about Chase DeLauder, though, and I know because he's injured, they're going to, or he was hurt this year, that they're going to yes. bring him along slowly this year. I but can like, see him getting I, brought up to Akron. Well, in a few weeks, in like a week or two. Yeah, and the thing As is, like recently, season's ending, and he can maybe get two, three weeks in Akron. Recently, you've seen lots of teams get way more aggressive yeah, in moving guys up. Your boy. Your boy, 21 nope, days in the Nolan minors. Schnell, Nolan, Nolan Schnell is... You uh, brought him up one episode. Yeah. You convinced me, hook, line, and sinker, the more I read on that guy. You put his name in I my brain like, and I started reading about him. I was like, oh, this is the perfect fit. Yeah. I, I, like, when I was reading through some draft stuff during the season or what, like, whatever, I was like, dude, this guy, something about him just screams like guardians organization yeah. and philosophy no. and, and he might, his season was so good that he didn't even we cross. No, like, yeah, I think he was drafted like 21 16th day, or something. 21 games in double a. And then up yeah. to the bigs. And he was up um, and he's now, actually like not doing too bad. Now I will say we might've corrected that problem with the Savali trade getting Manzardo. But I, I'm Time big on Manzardo. I, I, I am pretty optimistic. I'm pretty optimistic. I mean, Rodriguez's stats are pretty solid. He's batting 294 this year. The on, only on thing is that, that strikeout ratio. It's high. it's high, but I'm cool with it. I'm cool yeah. with one guy in the lineup who's going to strike out 220 times, but if he can <laughs> hit 25 home runs, like I don't, I don't. He's going to hit. He's going to hit 30 home runs and bat 225. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's better I'll than take so it. many I'll players we've had for it. like 10 years. I would take yeah. it. There's been so many yeah, times. Nolan Shanuel. Shanuel. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Um, yeah. But like um, also the Padres called uh, moved up that 17 year old catcher to double A. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Salas. Yes. So like uh, I think teams yeah. teams are well because too in the new uh, in the new bargaining agreement don't you get um, some decent There's incentives. something. Yes. There's something. But it's like tied to like, like so like, Stephen Kwan was like on the cusp. If he would have finished second instead of third in like the rookie of the year, he would have gotten like some kind of like boost from like, um, Major League Baseball. Oh, you yeah, know, like a pool they do. There's yes. like a pool of money well, that they give like those younger the guys. Other, and, the other yeah. thing too, and I think this might be this might actually start to be how teams view hitters is that. Lots of teams have started to um, call up 
pitchers young because you get the most out of their arms when sure. they're younger. Yeah. And so it makes a hundred percent sense. I think they're these- thinking the same thing for a lot of these guys who are young hitters to say like, well, what if we could sign them to like 10 year deals when they're 24? Yeah. Instead of 30. <laughs> so exactly. Yeah, no, no, no. That know. makes And that makes a ton of sense. Like, yeah, bring them up when they're 23, 24, give them a 10 year deal. Yeah. The last year, you know, year to two is, might be kind of dropping off a cliff. And the first year or two, you know, there's going to be a learning curve. But you're really buying that prime 27 to 30, 31. Yeah. Without really sacrificing too much. Yes, you might you might swing and miss. Like, again, the other fun thing that I've been seeing on Guardians Twitter is Andres Jimenez is, you know, the worst signing ever. Let's calm down. There's some really simple stats that if you look at his ground ball to line drive percentages, line drives are down. You know, if he gets 10 more hits, he's hitting 270, 280. Also, I mean, and no one's complaining like, about it. He's still like a gold glove caliber, like second yeah. baseman. He has a yeah, three and a half more, right. and he, he has 20 stolen bases. So, like, I yeah. mean, like, it's he's down, but like, he's down. He is and, far, and like, far from our problem on this team no yeah it's it's that's imagine where they'd be where if you didn't have him on this roster at second base what the infield would look like oh my god God. i'd have you'd be like okay well first base is josh naylor if he's healthy and third base is obviously jose and pretty god that somebody does something in the dominican league this winter and man if minzardo can like, like If he pans out, like that is like a game changer for this infield. It really is. Because in my mind, and I don't want to dive too much into like my thought process for like later episodes, but um dude, that's just like it, it lessens the burden off of Josh Naylor. And Josh mm-hmm. Naylor kind of becomes your like I mean he's DH. like DH. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like, it, it, oh gosh, man, that'd be so nice. Because- if he pans out and you can, if you can sign a good, like one free agent outfielder with pop, that's two new bats and Naylor getting added to the lineup. Like that's it with Jose, with Quan, Jimenez, that's six like very good bats you suddenly have in your I lineup. I still think, and I still think Bo is going to be a decent catching bat. I still think yeah. his, his, I think his, I still think he's going to be a 240, 260 hitter with some pop. Yeah, I you know I I'll, I'll give him time for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's you, you. We can't write him off yet. And and he's valuable because he keeps Naylor engaged and like increases our odds of resigning of extending Naylor. Oh yeah, I think I, I don't care if the dude hits one fifty if he gets Josh Naylor to resign. Like his purpose is served. And no offense to the previous catching yeah, right. conglomerate that we had, but him throwing balls down to second base is lo- like it looks so much more. Like normal, it does. I mean, Mike Zanino, God bless. Like I don't that know where he like, was throwing the ball. That seems like that was three seasons. This has been does. a long season. It has been a long it year. Has. A long year. I'm, you, I'm you, very I've happy that Zanino's our Bobcats are opening the college football season um, this Saturday. San Diego State and San Diego yes. State. Like, like 
I'm I'm to the college football season, you know. I'm yeah, I'm ready for football now. Like, oh right. man, it, at least it, hey man, it got us to the football season. That's it got us. To the other than, if you're not going to make the playoffs, that's all I'm asking for. I don't want them to be out by June. No, no. Um, and there's going to be fun stuff the rest of the way, and we'll talk about some of that. I mean, it, it, what's great is we will get another. We get basically one other whole month to look at and assess guys like. Brennan, Freeman, Rokio, and Arias. So like yeah. well, I'm not I'm not I'm writing the season off from like a playoff standpoint, but it's yeah. like I will certainly take the other we'll close still, to a hundred at bats. We'll know? still finish with like 75, 76 wins. Like I have no doubt that we're gonna find this like a little hot streak where we would like win six games in a row. Like I'm convinced of it at this point. Um it's funny that you mentioned um, what if they sweep the twins in the last? What if they sweep God. the twins in the next? I mean, six if they that beat they the twins in all they sweep the twins, and, and if they back. sweep the twins and they start giving me more hope, I can't do it. Don't I'm do going it. to the liquor do store it. and buy yeah, a don't. lot of. Like if they alcohol. if they go out and like if they go out and like win the series against the Dodgers this week after like farting away the weekend against the Tigers, I'm just, it's just so it'll be so typical of this season. Well, yes, it's funny that you mentioned the Tigers. So there's two, two teams in the division that like if we just like start taking care of business business against those teams, we're right in it this year. It's Detroit and the White Sox. We're five yeah. and eight against the White Sox and three and seven against the Tigers. That's crazy. Flip, Tigers flip those. Tigers had their those. number this year. Yeah, and we're right there. Right there. Um, I hate bias yeah. so much. Yeah. I do too. Freaking became a Gold Glover against us this weekend. Um, one thing I was going to say, Steve, you, you're talking about getting a look at some players. Unfortunately, as you alluded to earlier in this recording, we probably won't get to see too much of the starting pitchers like Bybee, Williams, and Allen. Yeah, they're going to get shut down. Because of pitch counts. Which means and, September is going to get real gross because you're going to be gritted. seeing a rotation of like Syndergaard, uh, Quantrill, you're gonna see Curry is great because it's like great. At least Uh, maybe we get Peyton Battenfield back, right? God, no, was it Battenfield? Uh, Yes, Peyton Battenfield. Yep, and uh, Zach Plesac. Zach Plesac. Bieber and uh, McKenzie apparently. Yeah, they're throwing. They're throwing. Apparently, they're on track to come back in September. So they might. Oh yeah, we could probably get two or three. Be back. Yeah. We could probably get two or three outings from them, which would be nice because, so as it sounds now, Bybee has pitched 129 innings. Last year, he was just over 132. Gavin Williams is at 120 this year. Last year, he was at 115. And uh, Logan Allen is at just uh, 123 and two-thirds, and he also was at 132 last year. So you're looking I at what, like three, three more starts? Like, I'm thinking maybe three to like I'm 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 being optimistic. Three, I think, is low end. I think I you're looking five. for. I'm thinking like you're hoping for four to five. I try want to get those guys to. I want one to see 50. one of them. I want to see one of them because we see Steve and I see them in two weeks and some change. So yeah. if they have like four starts, we should probably be able to see. Maybe we'll get lucky and get one of them, but yeah. 
I'm, well, I'm praying. I'm fingers crossed praying four to five. Try to get to that 150 mark. I know it means Tanner nothing, Bybee, but... Tanner Bybee is not out of the off the radar for rookie of the year. No. Too. No. He shouldn't should be. be. He's been so good. If he finishes outside of the top three, that's a that's a travesty. I completely agree. I've I've been looking at the rankings and I just don't I don't get what some like how some of these people are ranked. I'm just like well, Yeah, the Tristan Cassis one is like ridiculous. I'll say to this. Me. I'll say this. It's all name recognition, I feel it like is. with both these publications is oh well this guy was a top hundred prospect and he was the you know the top prospect in this organization. So I've heard his name for a few years. Dude, it, it, you're, I mean, you're so right. Okay. Because, like, if Bybee was doing this on the Yankees, they'd be like, it's the next Andy Pettit. It's yeah. the next, like, whatever. And for us, it's like, oh, who, who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yep. But oh, they've been. Boy. Um, they've, they've hey, been you guys want to. Um, oh, dude. I mean, that's the only saving grace about the season. That's a good thing about the injuries, I guess, is it, they, it, Forced them all to get called up. Yeah. Do yeah. you guys want to do our Mount Rushmore of baseball fights before we? Yeah, I do. This is I've been looking yes. forward to this for a while. Yes, because we actually haven't had a chance to talk about the. No. I mean, it's old news at this point, but uh, boy, I did like really quick. Uh, I, I'm sure you guys saw that. I did like that Miguel Cabrera when he was getting his guitar. Yes. Uh, from the team that he uh, threw up his hands against Ramirez uh, it was, it was funny. Plate, which it was, funny. was very funny. I like that a lot. Got some lulls. Um But, but yeah, so, and, and then there's been some interesting stuff like Anderson or, did, okay, wait. So Anderson had a, some statement or whatever, but did you see on the Chris Rose podcast that um, Austin Hedges was a guest and was talking about the fight and was saying how, Anderson always says a ton of shit to players um, and that apparently as we all kind of figured in the last few years, the White Sox Cleveland rivalry has been like really intense and Mm -hmm. apparently Anderson talks a lot of shit to those guys across the board. And I think it kind of just like boiled over at that point and they fought. I did not hear. I did not hear. I saw that he was on with Chris Rose on on, uh, this podcast. Did not get the chance to listen to that and had completely forgotten about it until you brought this up. Um, but I have heard and read elsewhere that, yes, Tim Anderson is a known shit talker. Um, apparently, he was not a big fan of Josh Naylor um, going nuclear oh, yeah. on them last year um, and then celebrating, you know, his good fortune. <laughs> um, but, you know, to, to Tim Anderson, if he's listening to this, Suck it up, Buttercup. Do better, and uh, you suck, and you're overrated. There you go. So yeah, you, I mean, shots fired. First. Shots fired. I mean, I'll fight Tim Anderson. He's my size. He's got a glass <laughs> jaw, so I feel good. You know, I feel pretty confident That's that I can, uh, you know, I can take a punch from him. Um, you know, if Jose Ramirez, who's five nine, can knock him out, you know, uh, you know, I, I like my chances. Um, totally. You know, even being, uh, you know, got got this awesome dad bod, you know, it's uh, body built by beer, you know, at this point. Uh, I still. I still That's right. Uh, I'll take him. I'll take him. He might get one in. 
but uh, Tim Anderson's yeah player. Tim Anderson I got a real beef with because he uh, yeah. has really destroyed my fantasy team uh, oh. a couple oh, of years well, now that's so. personal then <laughs> yeah I got some real problems with him so. well if if <laughs> anyway. ever if ever we do decide to go to Chicago and go to guaranteed first rate or whatever they're calling it next year um, and we get to throw down with Tim Anderson like I mean I'll let you have the first crack at him yeah, I guess I'll I'll back you up. That's for sure. Okay, good, 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 good. Um, okay, so uh, yeah, let's do our let's do our um, Mount Mount Rushmore. Rushmore fights here. Yeah, I feel like there's gonna be some overlap, but I'm also there's excited. Yes. There's got to be. Uh, I can go for so yeah, we'll, Steve, maybe we do first. like a, we'll do the snake. First. We'll do our snake draft here. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so my one of my Mount Rushmore fights is going to be. No doubt the Nolan Ryan Robin Ventura battle. That's like cla- that's the classic. That's the baseball fight, right? So um yeah. I mean, there's not much more to say about that. I always wanted to ask Robin Ventura, because when I worked the AP, he was the manager of the White Sox, and like it took so much of me not to ask him about it <laughs> when he was the manager. Like I wanted to so bad. Should have. You should have. Yeah, he he was such a nice guy, and I just like couldn't do it. But I I did miss my chance, and he was the one who got pummeled. If it was like Nolan Ryan, I'd yeah, him, tell me about tell me about the time you beat. Tell his me, ass. tell but, me about the time that you destroyed Robin Ventura. Um, but like, yeah, so that's an easy one. Like, no doubt, easy choice. Yeah, you know, it's it's Perfect. on my list. It's on my list. So I'm gonna say ditto to that one. Um, it's just it, it's so classic. It's on like, my list too. Okay, so it's it, How it, is it okay. Not? It sweeps the podium. It's in consensus. It's consensus. We got boom. We got one consensus vote. Okay. Okay. Um, go next. Babs, you, yeah. you, um, you go off. I have uh, a fight that happened between the Scrin and the Red Barons when Izzy Alcantara kicked the catcher in the chest. And they <gasps> attacked the pitcher. I just thought that <laughs> yes. was like really, really ingenious because so often you see, you know, you get tackled from behind by the catcher. So he immediately <laughs> eliminated the catcher. And I, in all of my fights, like there was at least a connection of like physical violence, which I think you need in a real fight. Um, he did go and miss punching the pitcher, but I thought that was just a classic move to give you at least a one on one briefly with the pitcher. That's a good one. I completely forgot about that one. Um, staying in that mindset, then I'll, I'll, I'll I'm going to throw my dark horse out here. It's, uh, it's got some OU ties. Nice. As it was, but a game between uh, the Tigers and and Indians at the time, uh, back in '92. Um, the father of one of the greatest quarterbacks in OU history. I'm getting way like too deep into detail for like half of our audience. So I apologize, but Mickey Tettleton was thrown at in the one inning. Indians come up to bat. Glenn, Glenn Allen Hill gets plunked. Exchanges words with the Tigers pitcher, John Doherty. Next up is Sandy Alomar high and inside. He falls down he comes running out after John Doherty and full on leaves the ground with his leg extended <laughs> and is kicking him. And I was like, Oh, I remember that. I yes. completely had forgotten about that until a few years back. 
but that is one of my fights because see, growing up, Sandy was was the guy that I adored. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, so Thorny versus Alomar. That's a good one. Is very underrated in my book. Um, I'm going to go with uh, this is one from a couple years ago. But when Yasiel Puig was mm. with the Reds, there's it's like this Renaissance painting. It's like this beautiful Renaissance painting, and it's, it's so good. It it's the home plate view, and it's Puig at home plate, literally fighting off like eight Pirates players, mm-hmm. and there's like a guy at his foot trying to like stop him, and it might be Joey Votto, but I can't remember, and uh. It all started when I'm, I'm looking at it here. It start, started when Chris Archer of the Pirates threw behind Derek Dietrich, Cleveland Connection. Both um, of those guys have Cleveland Connections. That is true. That is true. Two <laughs> like Cleveland Connections. Well, and Puig. And Puig. And Puig, yeah. So there actually is quite a bit here. So um, then there was like, you know, some huffing and puffing. And then Puig came screaming out of the dugout, ready to wipe the uh, Steel City from the map. As it says here in this article, the bench is cleared. Um, and just when it looked like the dust up was done, Puig came charging in once more and Mm -hmm. literally tried to fight the entire pirates team. And I think it's my, it's one of my favorites just from like that, like view behind home plate where it's like him, there's like a sea of red, a sea of yellow. And then just like him in the middle, just like fighting off 12 guys. And I, and then I just really traded. And then we traded for him like days later. Yeah. That's true. Right at the trade deadline. Yeah. It was literally like days later. Yeah, I we do love that him. one quite a bit. Yeah, though. yeah. That that so. you know what? Just in that same vein, it did not make my 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 Mount Rushmore, but the Amir Garrett. Uh, yes, when he was with the Reds in Pirates Brawl, that was pretty fun too. <sighs> they had some good ones, man. That's an honorable yeah. mention. So you get a little, mm, oh. a little extra. Like you get, Steve, you get to yeah. do your snake back real fast, though. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hold on one second. I'm looking at Puig. So right now he. Oh, he last played in Korea. Dude, he had a good year. Yeah. Damn. He damn, did. Damn, damn. He's not that old um, either. He's, I mean, he's 30, 32. I don't say. Uh, okay. Uh, my next one would be. Oh, my next one would be um, the Pedro Martinez throwing Don Zimmer down by the head. Yep. Yes. That's a, that's a no brainer. That's, that's so a classic. Good. Because also, like, it was in, like, that, like, real peak time of the Yankees-Red Sox rivalry in the early 2000s. And it was, like, a real heated playoff game. So you had already, like, this kind of wonderful, like, like, an amazing, like, game. Yeah, I know. (laughs) This, like, amazing October, Saturday, like, cold, rainy, shitty weather. And, like, uh, Roger Clemens is thrown at people. Manny Ramirez is looking for a fight and he gets like thrown at and just like goes nuts. And then like to top it off, like Pedro Martinez assaults <laughs> an old man. It's like amazing. No, 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 so... no, 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 no. I have to, I have to step in and cut you off there. Because Don Zimmer charged at him. He, charged he did. At he him. did. He did. Yeah. Be- yeah but this yeah. is also on my Mount Rushmore too. So I'm going to step in and I have to, I have to say this. No, he Roger Dorned. Don Zimmer. He literally yeah. just was like he, he put his hands on his head and then he olayed that. And it was like, oh, oh he just he just moved his hip and it, it was just like it was like well, what would you do if like it reminded me of like a ballet. It reminded me of like a ballet. Like Pedro was like so like fluid in his motion there. 
where it was like, well, what would you do like, if an 80 year old man was charging at you? I like, would have done the same. Like you do this. Yeah. I would have clocked him. I would have clocked him. But yeah, you going down and like, and like, and then he stumbled. If I recall trying to get back up, like he kind of, you know, lost uh, yes. his footing and, and like, it was just like Don Zimmerman, what the fuck were you doing? <laughs> like you're 80 years old, Don Zimmer. Oh, it was great. But no, and, and then the whole playoff thing on top of it, that that's, oh, chef's well, yeah, that, that was the ALCS too. That, that was, was the, the one ALCS. Yeah. where, where, um, they, they blew it in game seven and then the Cubs, we almost had that Cubs, uh, yeah. Red Sox world series. And then, yeah, none of that happened. Uh, okay, so that was also mine. Okay, um, yeah, I like I love that one. It's it's um, incredible. Um, so my last one, I had to include it, the Jose fight, uh, because while it's not that like some of these other ones and some of the other examples you guys have thrown out have had way more people and way more action, mm-hmm. the element of knocking somebody out rarely happens, and yes. I think that's what made the Jose fight so special. Yeah, I agree. That's my last one too, is the Jose versus Tim Anderson. The fact that you know, Tim Anderson's kind of been just a this like dick and this prick for the last year and a half or so. Um and like then the fact that like it was like by all accounts, because like my wife even walked in and she's like, What did he do? And I was like, Oh, well, he was just being like extra aggressive. Like he, you know, just kind of held the tag and probably probably a little more forceful, kind of, you know, watching it. And she's like, But that started the fight. And I was like, Well, Tim Anderson's kind of a dick on top of Yeah, there's of a lot this. more behind. Yeah, there's, like, there's a lot, a lot more to behind that. this. And I and then like and then the fact that they like threw down like a hockey fight where like Tim Anderson's like ripping off his gloves, that got yes. me like so jacked in that moment. And then, like you said too, Fabs, like punches were thrown, like legit punches. Like people might the like, ump let them. The ump let them. I love never, that. Hundred percent. I, I love that. It was the like a hockey fight. A boxing it was. It was became, literally it was a hockey like, fight. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> it was like the closest thing that you'll see on a baseball diamond to, unless they literally put a boxing ring on the diamond again. Like yeah. it was the closest thing, and I loved that. And then the fact that like Jose won the fight, and Tim Anderson like universally has been panned for that. And like, basically everyone's coming to like Jose's defense of like, you try to fight the nicest dude in baseball and you lost, like, shut up, go home. Like you lost buddy. Like you're, Mm -hmm. yeah. Like it's to the point now where I'm like, I, I really want to like, there's, there's a lot of great t-shirts out there. And I'm going to be heading out to Chicago a couple times this, this, fall for uh some family functions and i just i just want to rub it in their face well the good yeah, thing is I, and I won't be on the south side so i won't be on the south side so i feel safe yeah we uh yeah i i we are definitely in agreement on uh this one as our as my last one too just because it has really everything that you could want as a fan of the guardians right so it's like your your superstar player gets into a fight where like literally they both decide they're going to put up hands and yeah, like immediately and brawl immediately. Yeah. And, and there's, there's a ton of bad blood there. It's a huge division rival. The, the, uh, the ump was just like, sweet, go for it. I'm like, I'm, I'm done, whatever. And he backs up 
and nobody's there. So it's just two guys about to duke it out. And your superstar player who took less money to sign a real huge extension with your team literally lands a punch and knocks that guy down, which again, never happens. It it, it had every element of like in a season that just stinks. It was like the coolest, most fun, exciting thing to happen. And it's like, that's, I don't know what more you could ask for. Honestly, honestly, at, at that moment, I was like, I'm so proud that we have Jose here. I'm yes. so I'm so that's happy. Go on the, that's gonna go on the like career highlight reel. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I I quick aside, took my kids to the Hall of Fame induction, Guardians Hall of Fame induction, Guardians slash Indians Hall of Fame induction, I should say. Manny Ramirez goes in, and me and my wife are talking to my kids. And we're like, yeah, when mom and dad were young, Manny was the dude. Like Manny was awesome. Like he's from when we were your age, basically. And I turned to them and they're like, kind of like, oh, who's going to be in there? Like, you know, when we get older and I was like, Jose and like, and we're going to this, like when Jose is inducted, like, I don't care where you're at in life. Like you're coming home if you're away and we're going like, and, and part of that, like was sealed for me with that fight. Like I, I'll oh, yeah. never forget that fight. Like, yeah. and like I, I'll, I'll go for that in too. a season what more, where it what was, more could he do to endear himself? You yeah, know? exactly. In a season that was lost, like he's endeared himself even more in that moment, and freaking like loved it, loved it. Yeah, my only yeah, my other honorable mention was like the Rugnetto door. That's Jose a good Bautista one. That's battle. a good one because that was another one. That was another one where a, a punch landed. And it yeah. like knocked his glasses off. So that was a good one. Yeah. Um, could have done, there was a, there could was have done a, Albert Bell and Vina. That wasn't so much a fight as like, just like a cross check. <laughs> well, that's Bell. like one of the most shocking things you'll ever see. It's yeah. incredible. Oh, I yeah. So much. Yeah. Like, I, it, I feel it like it's like, almost in like its own category. Yeah. That's like, that's like a non-baseball play kind yeah. of where it's like, wow. Could you imagine? That would be like, if like we saw... Josh Naylor like sprint to the right field and just like punch a guy in the face in right field for too. some reason. <laughs> yeah. There like, was um uh, another one was um Lenny Randall. I believe that's that's who it is. Um and Bob Johnson. Another another uh Cleveland tie because it was the uh, Indians and Rangers in like the seventies, but he he bunts the ball purposely down the first base line. That's a good one. Just to clock him with like an elbow. Yes, he clocks him, continues down, and then like all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, gets tackled before he gets to first base. <laughs> and there's players like jawing at fans and stuff like that. They're like, oh yeah, popping out the dugout and like, I mean, it, it's the seventies. It's unhinged. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, when was that? Uh, when, I want to make sure. 74 is what I'm seeing online here. But I mean, different era, obviously, uh, for many reasons. But that was just one that's just like so wild. But I love it. I know. That, well, that's like you said, if you go back to the 70s, you'll see some of the craziest shit. Fights that you haven't even heard of before, you know? No. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Where it's like, oh my God, it, this is the most like, like the most violent thing I've ever seen. And it was like a random Tuesday night in yeah. a season. 
<laughs> in like 1976 <laughs> where guys were like bringing knives on the field. But and you're like, you know, the funny thing is, too, is like, yeah, they were getting paid very well back then, but they were still very much like working kind of dudes. So it's kind of funny that we like all of our fights have been in the last 30 years when baseball's become more. Um, you know, the players have gotten uh, compensated much more uh, than than the average fan back in like the 70s. Just an interesting. Aside. Oh, yeah. And I mean, and also like media is just different. So yeah. like we have like 28 angles of every fight now, whereas, yeah. you know, it's just like hard to access old fights sometimes because there's just yeah. not. It's yeah. like who is televising it? Is there like a weird rip of it on YouTube somewhere? Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 tougher to find those. But there are some good accounts out there on social media that will like pass them along like. And, and occasionally like open my eyes to a new one where I was like, wow. I haven't seen those two guys duke it out, but that's cool. Yeah. There's some good there's some good early nineties ones. Um though. Oh yeah. A couple couple more that could have been honorable mentions. I agree. Um well look, hey look, we've got plenty of off season to go. So we can uh we can we'll do have another more round fun of like that. Yep. As a season yeah. drags along. Yeah, marches to its inevitable doom. So uh, maybe we'll start talking about some calves and and and, you know yeah these episodes look (laughs) these episodes are just going to get a little more unhinged with each passing week so uh, this was still we're still keeping it together but uh, that's only because they're remotely in the hunt so as soon as it's it's over forget about it we're just gonna we're we're hanging on by the same thread that the guardians are pretty much yeah yep so um, okay good all right well uh, let's see that let's wrap that up. Please, as always, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. I did notice, actually, that we are starting to get some reviews on Spotify, which is very exciting. So for whoever... Don't forget to leave those reviews. Thank you. Cheers. Yeah, that's extremely exciting. And um, it means a lot. So let's see. We have... We are a five-star podcast uh, on um, Spotify. So that's very cool. I know if you go the best uh, Cleveland podcasts were up there somewhere in the top little little podcast list. seo right yeah. there baby so 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 keep that going folks please yeah it's much we appreciated you. we beg um, you yeah yeah that keeps us going in the dark nights of this lost heinous season so, <laughs> better better days then, are ahead though better days are ahead yeah so we or tell worse. ourselves we'll find out yeah mm, we'll, uh, we'll see but we'll be there together and that's what matters <laughs> Uh, But all right, until then, we will catch you guys later. Still recording. Why is it doing that? Hold on. Come on now.